Let me just tell you a little bit about me so you know why I'm here and why would I do what I do. I live just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my husband and I have eight children and six grandchildren. And in 1995, I was a patient in a mental hospital. So welcome to your afternoon session. So that's my story. And I sure hope you won't think I'm too flip about mental illness. But if you do, I would say, you never heard this before, have you? That's my story. That's how I share it. And that's the story that brings me to you today. So welcome, friends, to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 26. Today's hug, Living with Fibromyalgia with Cindy Goff Surratt. I am Dr. Tammy West here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. Cindy and I met at a ladies' Bible study a while back, and I fell in love with her immediately. She was sassy and sarcastic and loving, and I just needed to know her. You know, I had heard her sing at church before, and we might, like, say hello in passing, but that was about it. But I have to share the quick story of what made me just have to get to know this woman. She was telling a story about being, I think, in Taco Bell at lunchtime. And she said she was by herself, she was eating lunch, and there were two ladies, I think, at the table behind her talking about their church. And she said they were just ragging on their pastor, programs, other people in the church. I mean, just ramp, 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 ramp. So when she got ready to leave, she said she walked over and said, hey, ladies, I hear that you all go to church. Sorry, I just heard you talking. And they said, Oh, yes. Would you like, you know, would you like to come? Would you like us to tell us to tell you where the church is? And she said, oh, no, I just wanted to know what church it was so I could be sure not to go there if that's the way you all talk. And I was just cracking up. But you know what? That like speak her mind kind of bold personality is also accompanied by such a loving, kind spirit. So I had to get to know her. Um, I went and talked with her. We chatted and the fibromyalgia came up. But Cindy doesn't want to be defined by that. So I want to tell you just a tidbit or two about her, and then we'll jump right in. Cindy traveled as a professional vocalist for 25 years. She was a business owner for another 10 years. She's now retired, and she loves to cook and meet new people and read and research. She chuckles as she describes her life now as boring. But I tell you what, she sure has had an impact on me and many others. So without further ado, please meet Cindy. You and I talked before and all I really know, well, let let me tell you this too. I went to the doctor probably a couple of months ago because I have been dealing with weird pain, like back pain and neck pain and different pain. And I think I even said to you one day, I asked you about it because I said, is that because no one can give me an answer as to why I'm having these weird pains. And then you asked me a couple of questions and I said, no. And you were like, well, then it's not fibromyalgia. So all I know about it is what I see on television and maybe a few things that have come across social media. And that's all I know. I know it's pain related. I know it's mental and emotional. And since my listeners want to hear about things related to mental and emotional well-being, we want to hear from you someone who suffers from this, I mean, tell us a little bit about your story with fibromyalgia, wherever you want to start, Cindy. Okay. Well, I was diagnosed several years back, maybe like 20 years. I lose track of time. Really? And I should preface this conversation by saying 
there's such a thing as fibro fog. So if I just trail off for a minute, trust me, I'll find my thought. It'll you told back. me that. You said you hoped you weren't having a fibro fog day, except hey. you, that you wrote fig. You said you were hoping you were having a fibro fig. <laughs> I know. I just call it, I call it, you know, when I, I uh, short circuit. But um, the way they diagnose is kind of difficult because like, if you have widespread pain and you go in, they're first going to check for like every other thing in the book. Um, you know, lupus, RA, they're going to rule out everything before they say it's fibro. And then they have a few tests they can take where they'll do pressure points and different things to see if you have pain in those points, which lets them know that you're probably leaning that way. If it's nothing else. Is that all over your body, those pressure points or are there specific locations there's specific locations throughout your body like okay. you know i think some of them are the back of your arms and places in your upper neck and when when people apply pressure it's very it's very painful in a different kind of way mm -hmm. it's just like a it's like a nerve but like an ache and it may be different for everybody i'm not sure you know mm -hmm. i get on some uh, support groups and listen to people talk, but they are generally discussing medications most of the time instead of just symptoms and how they deal with them. Because they've already been diagnosed and probably no one needs to know that at that point, right? They just want to know what's helping. Right. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot of talk about medications. And I grew up on the road in a musical family, as you know, and we didn't we didn't go to the doctor a lot because we were in a different state every day nearly. And so we just, I never got used to that. I never got used to taking medication. I just didn't do it. Like I can have a headache for two days and my husband will finally say, Hey, do you want some Tylenol? And I'll be, that'd be great. I just don't think of it. So to just go in and start taking medicine, I didn't really do that at first. And a lot of that is because of the way it affects your, um, thinking and the side effects and the different things and the medication does it does for me it may not and I've just started taking some medication because I reached my point of I can't do this anymore but I know you wanted to talk about a lot of the emotional side effects because there are a lot yeah I mean I think you know when I hear the word to me it's kind of a scary thing because I, I know that there are all these other things that go along with it. It's not just like you have a, a, a what do you call it? A slip disc that's causing you back pain. Right. It, it has so much more to, to go along with it. And so I know a lot of people who are listening, whether it's fibromyalgia or there are other illnesses that affect you physically and emotionally and mentally. Yes. I wanted to hear a little bit from you about how that's affected you and your experiences and just any advice you have for people who have a physical ailment that is also causing them emotional and mental turmoil. So yeah, I did want to hear some about that. I think anytime you're in chronic pain, that's just a whammy. You know what I mean? Because even on my best day, I'm in pain. I'm not going to talk about it. And like you, you had said before, mm -hmm. I didn't know you had this. I try my best not to bring that into my life and let it identify who I am because it easily could. Because, you know, people go, you're doing good today. And inside you're going, <laughs> you just want to go, no, I just don't want you to know what I'm doing because I am in chronic pain. Chronic means always. 
I mean, if I wake up on a, a rare day mm-hmm. that I don't have a pain somewhere, I immediately think, oh, I cannot move a muscle. This feels like the most incredible thing ever. I, I don't dare get out of bed or move my leg or arm or switch positions. And I don't think people wow. understand the gravity of that. And just to get out of bed and just to stand up. And I've been blessed because I have been able to continue to go and continue to push. But I notice the older I get, the pushing doesn't come as easily as it once did. Cindy, did did it used to be called chronic pain syndrome? Is it the same? I, it used to be called chronic fatigue. Chronic I fatigue. And I could be wrong on that because I think years you're right. ago they, they checked you for Epstein-Barr and chronic fatigue, and that's what I was first diagnosed with. And really? then as time went on, they called it fibromyalgia. So whether the two are related or I had, I'm not, I can't honestly answer that. Well, that's okay. And I know you're not, a, I should, I mean, Cindy, Cindy Goff is not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even um, close. <laughs> but, um, but she um, plays one on TV. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I don't mean to ask you, you know, I don't want to ask you yeah. too many medical questions, but I did think that it used to be called something else. Mm-hmm. that had the word pain or fatigue or something in it. I mean, I guess I didn't realize when I think about this and it, maybe other people think about it too, there are good days and bad days, which I guess there are, mm-hmm. but what you're saying is it's mm-hmm. always there. It is always there. And my heart goes out to young mothers who have it and, and people, I'm fortunate enough that I was able to retire and leave work when I married my husband. He said, that's it. You know, you don't have to do that anymore. But for those people that have to go on, and I did it for years, for people to just, you know, be easy on them, if they seem frustrated, it's not personal. They're frustrated that they're having to put so much energy forth to just do normal things that everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And uh, interest, this is interesting to me. I had a gentleman come to me and say, someone told me to talk to you because my wife has fibromyalgia, and I'm getting very frustrated with her. He said, it's amazing that she has the energy to, you know, go out to dinner, but she doesn't have energy to do the dishes. He (gasps) said, I'm beginning to think it's just a cop out because she can do what she wants to do. And I said, said, yeah, that seems to be a common belief. But I said, let me ask you this. If you had limited energy and someone came to you today and said, you have one hour, a window of one hour, you can do anything you want. Would you mow the lawn or would you play golf? He said, well, I'd probably play golf. I go, well, there you go. She wants to go do things that everybody gets to do. She wants to go out with her family to dinner, or she wants to go to the 4th of July picnic. She wants those connections mentally. Mm -hmm. She has to have them. And unfortunately, you don't get that doing the dishes or vacuuming, (laughs) you know? So it's like they don't understand the... The, the gravity of the situation and how hard it is to decide where your energy goes. See, I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I feel like we hear those stories a lot when someone has this diagnosis that the people in their world get frustrated with them and sometimes think that it's not real or that exactly. they're faking it or using it or how do you get, what do you think would change that belief? Do you think it's because do you think it's because there's not like this blood test that shows this is exactly what you have and here is the exact treatment, like like heart disease or 
diabetes or cancer or you know anything else that can sap your 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 body mm -hmm. and your mind and do you think it's that that it's just not specific that people just don't understand i think it's that i i think in my own personal life and opinion mm -hmm. it's that people don't know much about it and also it it doesn't kill you and it's not going to cause permanent damage it just can make you wish you were dead <laughs> i mean oh, but no. what people don't get is that um it is an inconsistent disease and i say that meaning that today i can have a great day and what I call great is I can get up and go and, and have a clear head and visit with people and come home and go, that was great, even though the next day I usually suffer for being so out. But it's that I can't plan ahead. And, mm -hmm. and I think people get frustrated with that. They'll go, do you want to go to lunch two weeks from Thursday? And I'll be like, well, call me two weeks from Wednesday for that morning and I'll let you know well they don't like that and I can understand why but I can't have that pressure you know and so your family gets frustrated and then you tend to keep pushing when you shouldn't because you don't want to let people down you feel like I think sometimes people without meaning to make you feel like you're a disappointment because they don't get it so and you know they'll say well I have pain and I keep going or if you yeah. would exercise just push through it and exercise, you'd feel better. If you'd lose weight, you'd feel better. If you would do this, I think you'd feel better. And then on the inside, you're screaming, you don't know what you're talking about. So please stop talking. So <laughs> it's exhausting people, defending it. People actually say that to you? Oh yeah. They don't, they don't know. I have finally gotten bold enough to say, why don't you research it a little bit, read about it. I can send you a book a link for a book that will explain some of it to you if you want, but please don't give me advice when you don't know what you're talking about because I'm exhausted trying to defend myself in that because um, going out and exercising is not going to fix it and losing weight is not going to take this away. Now you may have less pain in your joints from just normal wear and tear, but it's not going to take fibromyalgia away. It's not. It's a neurological syndrome and, you know, a lot of people think it's like a, uh, arthritis or something, but it's, it's the way in simple terms, it's the way your brain processes pain signals. So that's what, okay. It, it's neurological and it's not going to go away tomorrow. Then, you know, every day they're coming up with treatments and more and more medical people are acknowledging that this is a real thing. I happen to find a doctor who's very sympathetic because she has people in her family that have it. And she's, you know, she's been very kind and understanding. But hey, Well, that was kind of a sad statement though, because mm -hmm. you had to, you had to say that you found a doctor who, is going to take care of you well, but only because they've experienced it. Whereas, yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I know you're not judging or criticizing other doctors, but that's, that's a sad thing to have to say, well, I'm grateful that my doctor has experience with it or else who knows. Yeah. And I understand in a way too, I understand their position because this isn't going to kill me. And this isn't going to cause permanent damage to me per se. So I know they want to focus on things that people are, are in chronic pain that are terminally ill. I understand that totally. So this is like, you know, it's at the end of the 
the line, but at the same time for the people suffering, it seems like the biggest deal ever, you know, and I've gone through a lot. I went through, um, cancer and I had surgery and thank God, you know, they got it all, but it's, it's like, there's an end result somewhere in there. And this seems like there's not an end result. It's a daily, every day, every day thing that you deal with that is like, just, it's like somebody just poking you, poking you, poking you. It's like, it demands your attention, but it irritates you. Does that make sense? It demands your attention, but it irritates you. It's yeah. It's just like a little kid poking you going, mom, 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 mom. It's always in the back. You're having a conversation with somebody and there's this poking, you know, you're standing up. And like last night we were standing around with some friends visiting and they're all in a circle and laughing. And I'm thinking, dear God, when do I get to sit down? I'm going to die. You know? (sighs) So it's like, I finally have to say to my husband, I give him the eye, like I need to sit down. So and you don't want to be singled out for it. That doesn't, you don't want that to be your identity. So you try to be like everybody else, you know? Well, and I can, I can identify with you on some level because I mean, it sounds like the stigma there, just like I talk a lot about mental health and it's mm-hmm. that kind of stigma. I mean, and you know, I've suffered with anxiety. I've been hospitalized and all that stuff. And you, you're defending yourself or trying to, to not stand out or talk about it. And I do remember those days I would be, I would be in beginning a panic attack. We're at a restaurant, we're in a movie and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. and I lost friends over that. You know, they just didn't understand. Mm-hmm. They understand how I couldn't just like deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can imagine that. Um, so- ignorance you know, if people are ignorant on a subject, they're usually afraid of it or they just don't want to deal with it. I personally, I think you and I may be alike in this. It's like, if I meet you and you have something wrong, I want to study that out. If you're going to be in my life and figure, you know, what not to say and what to say. But uh, a lot of people don't think that way. They don't think they just talk and give advice and tell you what their cousin did and what their aunt did and what happened to this person. And it, you know, that's it. When you brought that up about people giving advice and well, why don't you just, and it's that word just, you know, why don't you just, just Mm -hmm. try this or just try that. And I always want to give people grace and the benefit of the doubt that their motives are, Mm -hmm. are kind and they're trying to help, but it does make Mm -hmm. you wonder. Uh, I also am a big advocate of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So it's like, maybe if you're giving advice about something like this, think this through before you do it, you know, mm-hmm. learn right. about it before you do it, you know, ask yourself mm-hmm. the question, if I say this to Cindy, might it make her feel better or might it make her feel worse? You know, mm-hmm. why am I giving her that advice? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we all do that without thinking, you know, it, I think it's something that is human nature. You just, instead of asking questions and learning, you just kind of, yeah, I may, maybe I want to say they want to help. I, I'm going to agree with you. They yeah. think they're helping, but you know, you can't, and it does, I think it, it makes, and maybe it's the same for everybody who's got any illness, but sometimes I feel guilty for having it. Oh, you know? 
I feel like I shortchanged the people that I love. Like they didn't sign up for it. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if a lot of people with a lot of chronic illness feels that way. Like I'm a burden on somebody, you know, my husband's wonderful and I have a great support system. He, Mm. I couldn't even do life without him, but not everybody has that. No, they do not. I'm grateful Mm. that you do. It doesn't take your pain away or your suffering away, but it certainly, it certainly helps. Um, What, what is it that helps you the most when you say you have a great support system or your husband is great? What are the things that help you the most with people in your world? If you're having a difficult day or what are some things? Little, uh-huh. Little things. Like if I'm going to run to Coles with my sister or my mom, they say, let me pull up right up in front of the store and let you out and I'll park and I'll meet you inside without me having to say, could you pull up and let me out? Cause I'm having a rough day, you know, uh-huh. just yes. little things. And my husband it's, these are small things, but huge to me on Sunday morning. I have a big, long day on Sundays. Um, and when I get up to get ready for church very early, like at five 30, when mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll come into the room and I'll get some water and I'll take some meds and I go back in and he's got my chair sitting in there, my curling iron plugged in, my makeup laid out. Oh. So, I mean, that's like, uh, it doesn't seem like those things would take much energy on a bad day. It takes a lot of energy. And even on a good day, it's energy that I don't have to expend that I can use for something else. So little wow. thing. Yeah. Wow. So that the, they are aware of your physical symptoms and, and try to help when they can, even if it's just something small. I think so. I think what, they learn to read you, you know, what about, later. what about, some of the the mental and emotional because we haven't really talked about I mean I'm not clear yet I don't think on the mental emotional component is it is it because of the chronic pain is it you talked about the fog and or is it just is that a separate component and they're just all related do you know what I mean is it is it the pain that leads to the other to mental and emotional difficulties or is it separate for me, I think it's the pain and, and actually the symptom of having a fog where my thoughts won't gather. I actually hear what I want to say. It just doesn't formulate like it used to. I used to, I used to pride myself on being kind of quick-witted and it, on days I am. And on other days, I, you know, people who know me will go, you didn't, you just, you didn't hear a word I just said, did you? And I have to go, I honestly did not. I'm so sorry. My mind is just, they go, we know, we know, but other people, I think Mm -hmm. they probably think, boy, this woman is out there, you know, but I think, um, that is real and that's frustrating not being able to communicate what I'm thinking. And that's not, that's not necessarily due to the pain. That's an, that's just another symptom of the, that's another symptom of it. But you know, then again, on, on days when you have chronic pain, it's the same way. But I think, for me, the most, the hardest part mentally and emotionally is, I th- I'm probably going to repeat myself, but I feel guilty okay. for having it because other people have to take up the slack. On some days, you know, my husband comes in and just immediately starts the laundry if I've had a bad day or starts dinner without asking. And I feel terribly guilty. And then on other days, I feel super emotional about it. I just wake up and I think, I can't do today. 
I just don't want to. I want to take something that will knock me out and go to bed, but I can't do that. And I want, mm -hmm. you know, my mind is constantly trying to think of, um, you get nervous and this affects you, gives you anxiety. Like, like if I'm having a good day and say all my friends are going to the mall mm -hmm. and I want to go, I may walk somewhere and then get there and don't know how I'm going to make it back. And I don't want to create a stir in the group. If that makes any sense at all, it's you, like, because then you become the center of attention and that's the yeah. last thing you want. <laughs> do you mean not may not be able to make it back? Do you mean physically or physically? I'm sort of par Okay. And then that affects you mentally. Do you see what I'm saying? Like your physical limitations affect you mentally because you don't want to stand out. You don't want everybody like if everybody says, Hey, okay. Like in your family, you'll have everybody say, Hey, let's go white water rafting. That'll be fun. Let's plan the trip. And <laughs> mine doesn't, but I mean, yeah, not me, but, go ahead. I understand. but then everybody's excited about this trip and they're like, you're going to go right. And you're like, I can't, I don't know that I can commit to that, but I can take a book. And if you guys all get on the raft, I can sit in the park and read a book. If they would just go, okay, that'll be great. Hopefully you can go. If not, enjoy the day and we'll come back. But it doesn't work that way. People start going, you could do it. We'll help you. We'll help you get in the boat. We'll help you get out of the boat. We'll, we'll, well if you're not going to go, I'll just stay here with you. All of that stuff causes mm -hmm. me emotional turmoil and anxiety, instant anxiety. And I want to cry and go, I wished I would have just stayed home in bed because it's just, and they, they mean well, they truly mean well, wow. but it causes me anxiety. That was, that, that just made me search my mind for, I was, I was trying to put myself at that trip, trip planning process with you and thinking what, what would I've done in that situation? And I may have, I probably wouldn't have said the whole, oh, you can do it, we'll help you. But I bet you I would have said something like, well, I'll just hang with you or not even thinking like that's huge Cindy mm -hmm. I mean yeah you think I don't want everybody to miss out because I have to you don't have a disease and I'm a big girl I've I'll I will paddle my way through this just let me do it you know do you think that that's the way the majority of people with this diagnosis would feel the same way you do like don't try to just make me the center and I I'll do what I can and please accept that. And it, do you think that most people feel that same way you do? I would hope they do because if they don't, um, then this has become their identity. And when this becomes your identity, it, it sucks your life away. Oh my you gosh. Know? My mind is blown now when you just said that, cause I talk so much about identity and that's, yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I'm going to have to type that out. I'll type it out when I listen later and I'll put that mm -hmm. in the show notes. Cause that's huge. Yeah. I don't want it to be my identity. I don't want it to be there's Cindy. She has fibromyalgia and I don't want to talk about it a lot, you know, and I don't mind when people say, how are you? And I have close friends, even at church yesterday that go for somebody who doesn't know you, you look like you had a great day, but I see little flicks of things in your eyes that I know you're suffering today. And they're right. They're right. And just the, the acknowledgement they said that and moved on to something else was so uh, heartwarming to me.
that they know me that well, that they've paid that good of attention. And it's not who they know me as. They just know that about me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, You probably know that our oldest granddaughter is going through, she's 15, almost 16, going through Ewing sarcoma cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And so she's talked before and her family, you know, her parents have talked before about not wanting everything to be about the cancer with Riley. They don't, you know, the right. conversation to have to be about the cancer. But what's striking me right now during our conversation is that will come to an end with her. Um, you know, this, that they caught this cancer early. And even though the treatment is horrific and she's been so sick and it's been very difficult, she's been through the surgery and it's, it's just been horrible, but there will be an end. And then she will be back to Riley, you know, not Riley, but, but what you were saying early is, because you said you'd been through cancer treatment and, and several other things. And there were, there were ends to that, but you feel like that there's not an end to this. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a whole different situation when it comes to your identity. Um, right. You know, being important to not make that your identity, but it's got to be tough. Well, it is because I can panic at any given moment and want to just say, well, I have fibro, so I'm not going to go do this, this, or this. And you tend to want to just hole up in your house. I do. Now, I don't know about everybody else. I may go about in the backyard and sit in the sun for 15 minutes, but I tend to just say, I don't want to get dressed. Clothes hurt me sometimes. The seams inside my clothes hurt me. So at home, if I'm wearing pajamas, I'll wear them wrong side out sometimes. So the seams don't touch me. But so I'll have a tendency to go. I just want to stay inside where it's comfy. But I think where the emotional and mental thing will come in is if you ostracize yourself from other people because you need you need other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have that, be it good, bad, or indifferent. You have to have that connection with other people or you, you just won't do well. And you said that you were part of some support groups. Are those online or in person or both? No, I've only been able to find some online in our area. And, you know, someone told me, well, that should be a, a incentive for you to start one. And I'm thinking that takes energy and I don't want to. Isn't that Mm -hmm. terrible? That's probably Mm -hmm. why you don't find them out and about because there's nobody Mm -hmm. that wants to start that. And even if they did, nobody who would consistently attend it because they they never know. Yeah, the nature of the beast. But Well, is it, I wonder, you know, I think there are a lot of support groups for a lot of, well, for, for everything and some are helpful and some are not because again, they can kind of trap you into, that's all you you talk about and it can be very Mm -hmm. negative or it can be very uplifting. And Uh and how have you found that? Have you found both of those experiences or what has your experience been like in those groups? I think a lot of people are negative, to be honest. Mm. I understand why, but I understand how they get there, but I don't understand how they want to stay there. Mm-hmm. And there again is where I think it becomes an identity. It's like, well, this is all I can talk about. And if this is all you focus on in a day, if you don't take your mind off into some positive things, you are going to, you're going to be in a pit. That's a fact because it's consuming. It's all consuming. It is. But there, you know, for me, I have to have outlets. I have to find 
I mean, even if it's putting together a crossword puzzle, I mean, doing a crossword puzzle or putting together a jigsaw puzzle on my table, something where I need to think, do online games, you know, of word games and things to keep my mind sharp. If I don't keep my mind engaged in something besides sitting around thinking about how much I hurt, I'm going to be in trouble quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, it's not just what you're saying is important for everybody to hear because it isn't just the fibromyalgia. It could be, it could be any physical or mental ailment. It could be something you've gone through. Mm-hmm. If you then suddenly become that, and that's your identity. Mm-hmm. I'm the person who was, um, you know, went through a, a, sexual abuse or which I'm not trying to mean that here's I'm talking I'm like no I know (laughs) you know (laughs) it can be it can be very tempting to just stay in that because it's painful it hurts it's hard to know how to get through it um Mm -hmm. but well they're now finding that fibromyalgia they're they're some people are saying in all the studies that you'll find it in a lot of it's it's uh, more prevalent in women than men, which makes me feel it may be hormone related, but it also, mm-hmm. they're now starting to say it can be brought on by trauma. So PTSD really? for the person who has been sexually abused or raped or beaten or, you know, it, mm-hmm. they're finding that it could be trauma that, that is the onset of it. And that certainly makes sense to me. It, it could be, you know, I think they're, they're going to find more and more out every day, but the, You'll find a lot of people who are suffering from this have got trauma in their past. That so, connection, right, between the physical and right. and the exactly. mental. Exactly. Oh I'm probably going to have a guest on in a few weeks, and she's going to talk about that very thing, you know, the physical and mental and emotional connection. Um, but I was I meant to ask you a few minutes ago, uh, if you don't mind, if you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but are there separate diagnoses that – for you or that sometimes go along with this of anxiety and depression or is are are those treated as well does that tend to happen you know i I've, I've never been treated for anxiety i went to a doctor when i lived in california when i walked in and we were just talking and i was laughing about something and she said so how long have you suffered from depression and i said i i don't she said yeah you do and i said well, no, I'm not, I've never been diagnosed with depression. And she said, you have a lot of symptoms of depression. I deal in that primarily and I see it. I said, well, then I've been depressed so long. I don't know it. So I think I'll just leave it alone. Really? Yeah. But I do think that it does come, you know, I don't, I don't know if it, if a lot of people who have fibro suffer with depression, but I'm going to say yes, because Mm -hmm because of the nature of it, just common sense tells me it's depressing. I mean, especially if you're a person who gets in your head a lot yeah, and you think about it because it's not fair, just like any disease is not fair. Oh yeah. And it's not, um, it's not something you want to deal with. I mean, it makes you angry. It makes you sad. It makes you a lot of emotions. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like a roller coaster. Some days I wake up really happy and some days I just wake up going, why? And some days I just wake up and go, I don't want to wake up. Oh. <laughs> no, not, not today, but I, I do my best to push through that part of it. You know, you can't push through the physical. The older you get, you'll find you can't push through it. But 
you can push through emotionally. You can. And, you know, wow. whether you're a believer or I, I personally am a believer in the word and, and church and my connections and positive people around me helps me to push through these things. You know, when they don't treat me just like somebody who has fibro, they treat me like I'm still smart. <laughs> Oh. You know what I mean? I don't feel as sharp as I once did, but they still treat me like I am. And I just, you know, just like you asking me to do this podcast, that's a scary thing because I could have just gotten on here today and went, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I was praying before God, please let me just connect my thoughts. But, um, and you did. Well, you did. hopefully oh, they no. ramble sometimes, but no, 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 no. But I do, I feel for, I feel for anybody struggling with any disease where there's chronic pain. Yeah. No matter what it is, because it it is a lot. I mean, it affects your mind. There's no getting around it. It your mind is affected at every given moment, whether you're talking about it or not. You're you're second guessing what you what you're capable of doing next. You know, should I get off the couch and do the laundry or should I start dinner? should I all day long you're having conversations in your mind about where to put your where, where these where does my energy go today or does it does it go or can I just can I just do nothing you know and fortunately for me there are days I can do nothing but unfortunately there are a lot of people out there single mothers with small children Mm -hmm. uh, people responsible for their elderly parents they they don't have that luxury and for those people I, my heart sincerely goes out to them because yes. it's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> well, and I've, you know, you've said several things, little tidbits that, that I've heard and, and we'll put in the show notes, but let's, let's go two quick different directions. We've, we've mm -hmm. got, I don't know, five, seven more minutes. I think if you're okay with that, um, mm -hmm. not that we're timed or anything, but, um, two, two different directions to wrap things up. One direction would be like, just a couple of things, two or three things that, that you would say to encourage those who are struggling with, whether it's fibromyalgia, anything that causes them this physical and then hence the emotional and mental pain. And then the second direction is, um, what would you say to people who are living or friends with those people, you know, in their lives, what would you say to them, how best they can help? And you've kind of said these things, but I'd like to kind of put them in a neat, tiny package here at the end. Okay. So, what are you going to say to the people who are struggling with an illness? I would say be kind to yourself like you would anybody else who's struggling because Ooh, we tend good. to be very hard on ourselves. Like I'm inadequate. I'm not measuring up. I'm not pulling my weight. I'm not mm. doing what I know to do. Just be kind. You wouldn't be purposefully mean to your friends who are struggling. You'd take them some soup. You know what I mean? <laughs> Take you, yourself you, some soup. <laughs> Make yourself some soup <laughs> out of a can. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, you know, be kind to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. I'm going to. Main advice, you know. You, need to, you also need to listen, and I'll post the link for anybody else, because when you said you feel guilty, um, mm -hmm. I want you to hear my take on guilt. So I'll post the oh, link yeah. for a particular episode, because guilt is yeah anyway we'll all right. that we we need to process mm -hmm. that differently. so be kind to yourself mm -hmm. okay and and if need be explain yourself c mm -hmm. kindly and quickly just you know learn to be a little more assertive i can't do that today i'm very sorry i would love to but i can't because we tend to say 
well, I want to, but you know, oh, well, I don't know how I feel. And well, I, you know, I'll try. And, and I find myself overextending all the time. I need to learn to just go, you know, in a different world, I would love to do that today, but it's not going to happen. But thank you for thinking of me. Yes. <laughs> you know, just, just learn to take care of yourself. Because if you don't, you're going to suffer more for it, right? Oh, yeah. And nobody's around when you're suffering. You know what I mean? You're there by yourself going, you're an idiot. Why did you do that? You know, the world's not going to be different in 20 years because you committed to a bake sale. It didn't change anything. <laughs> just, it didn't just stop. <laughs> choose, oh, choose this, battles, you know? this is the Cindy that I love. The world is not going to be different just because you committed to a bake sale. I'm, I'm putting that quote in the show notes, okay? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And then to other people, to what other I would people. say, the advice I would give to them is if you see me struggling, you know, I, you don't have to mention it every time. A hug, a hug goes a long way. Mm. Just, I love you. I, I feel you today. I don't, you know, we don't have to talk about it every time you see me. We really don't we can talk about something fun because believe me, I've talked about this in my head for a long time today. And I would rather talk about your child's achievements or your last vacation to the beach, anything than this. So I would say just, you know, hug somebody, they know that, you know, and then let's talk about something fun or something I didn't get to do or, you know, and I would say, you know, don't, try to advise me on something you have no knowledge of and yeah. even if it's well intended mm -hmm. it just is exhausting you know and it's most of the time I just say well thank you I will try that you know I know your cousin your cousin takes turmeric with black pepper only and <laughs> that's good instead of saying well you know I've tried da 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 you know I, I am learning just to go well thank you thank you for that I'll I'll look into that you know but, that's a you know, that's a big deal. And that's even, you know, just, this isn't exact. it's not the same thing at all, but it's related you know, as a new mom. When I had my first child, it used to drive me crazy that people would try to tell me what to do, but, it, but by the time I matured some with my third child, I was able to just say, thank you. I appreciate that. And then just move on. So <laughs> yeah, a, exactly. The big deal, you know, for you exactly. to be able to do that. So, and there, I'm sorry, you, I think you were going to say one other thing. So Oh, I don't remember, but I'm, I will say if, if you're ever talking to me and you're giving me advice and I say, thank you, I will look into that. You can know that I didn't like your advice. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> <wasn't welcome. laughs> I will remember that. Believe me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm open to suggestions really. And truthfully, if somebody's heard of something I haven't heard of, I don't uh, shoo away good studied out advice you know, where yeah. somebody, somebody researches and they've heard something new. Hey, I'll take it. Just, well, yeah. you know, don't say I hurt too, but I just continue to exercise till the pain works out. <laughs> don't give me that advice, please. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that wouldn't go well. Um, no. <laughs> well, and I'm going to throw in the third thing that you already said, but just not in context of this. And that is when mm -hmm. you are invited like the, the mm -hmm. river story. Mm -hmm. Um, the best so what would how did you say that like if someone invites you to an event and you say you'll go in a certain degree um well yeah I, i'm i'm like i can go i may not be able to do everything that you do but i love to read or, or do puzzles so i always carry a book 
and a puzzle book. And if we get there and you guys want to go do something that I can't do, feel free to go. I'll sit right here and enjoy life till you get back. Let me don't, don't start volunteering to stay with me or changing up your plans because then I feel terrible. Like I should have stayed home and I don't want to stay home every time. I just, mm-hmm. I want to ride in the car and laugh. And then if I have to get there and sit on a bench and read a book in the sunshine while you go do, you know, a three laps around the park, just come back and get me on your way. <laughs> I'll be fine. I will have enjoyed my day because that's more than I got to do yesterday. You know? That's such a great piece of advice that people need to hear. Um, and I, and they, people want to, you know, they want to, when they say, oh no, I'll stay with you or we'll do this. And they think they're doing the right thing. But in reality, it's just putting this whole burden on you. So that's, that's a piece right. of advice people really need to hear. I need yeah, to- for their own, you know, for their own sake. Cause really, and truthfully, they didn't go to sit on a park bench. They went to go do what they wanted to do and they need to do it because they can. And if you, if you feel guilty cause you're doing it and I'm not feel great that you're doing it for me because I can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll they- enjoy it vicariously through you. Yeah. Well, it would be like, you know, if somebody invited me to go, well, if, you know, if somebody invited me to go on a whitewater rafting trip, it would be a different reason, but I would basically say the same thing. I would love to take the trip up there, but I am not getting in that rapid. Oh, okay. Well, I'll stay with you. No. Yeah. Stay yeah. with me, you know, just go do your thing. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, well, you're amazing. I, um, I can't wait to get to know you more. I know. Learn more about you. And I don't know what links you will want me to put in the show. If there's any, you know, I don't, some, some people want others to stay in touch with them. Some just don't. So I'll post. And if if you have any links, Cindy, to any articles that might be helpful or just anything that you want listeners to know, I'll put it in there for them to see. Okay. Yep. I, I don't know if I have anything or not. Well, I'll find out. And then if I send it, you'll know I found it. And if I didn't, you know, I don't. (laughs) I will know that. I will know that. Well, I think you, I just, I think you're wonderful. And I thank you. Oh, I think you're great. Oh, we're just both Uh, wonderful. We're mutual admiration society. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for um, asking me. Oh, thank you for spending time with us and we will talk soon. Okay. Bye. And that's our time for today. I know you learned something today about this debilitating and often misunderstood diagnosis. And I hope you better understand yourself, maybe, or someone in your life. Please pass the show link along to a friend or two and head over to TammyWest.com to get information if you'd like me to speak at your next event. And you will also find the promised information and links about fibromyalgia. Um, I'll have a picture of Cindy there and maybe her family, possibly a little video of her singing. You know, I haven't even asked her that yet, but we'll see. You'll find all that in the show notes. The monthly giveaway will come from leaving a comment on the blog, so be sure to do that. It will still be a Consider Yourself Hug Mug, which that's hard to say. A Consider Yourself Hugged Mug, which I know that you will love. And thank you again every week for listening. It means so much to me, and I hope it means a lot to you too. And finally, remembering our mental and emotional well-being goal, I hope that you will renew your thoughts daily, adopt empowering language that prevents verbal harm to yourself and others, 
and make positive mental and emotional choices every single day of your life. And until next time, consider yourself hugged.